Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Thanks so much for being with us today. I am thrilled to welcome back a former guest to the show once again. His name is Cameron Tringali. He's a pro golfer on the PGA Tour. Uh, He's been a pro since 2009, and he had a great college career at Georgia Tech where he won the ACC championship as a freshman and then played in the 2007 and 2009 U.S. Amateur Championship and was a three-time All-American. And since turning pro, he's played in 10 majors, and his best world golf ranking has been 55. And today on the show, we'll talk about him and his wife. They're they're about to have their first child, and it's almost any day now and a couple weeks away. And so we'll, we'll get into that. We'll also talk about how the the quarantine and and, uh, virus and all that has affected him and his life and uh, his perspective on things. And we end up having a great conversation about prayer. And I want to continue that conversation after the interview. So stick around for that. I'll give you some thoughts on prayer. It was a, a fun conversation. If you missed the first time we had Cameron, I encourage you to go back on our website, unpackingit.com. And, and just search for it on there, and you can hear a little bit more about his story. Uh, today we kind of talk more about what's going on now, uh, but he shared really his faith journey and his story that first time around he was on the show. Before we jump in, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options. Healthmarketgenius.com. Support them as they support us right now. Here is Cameron Tringali. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And joining us again on the Unpacking It podcast is pro golfer Cameron Tringali. Cameron, great to have you back on the show. How are you? Good, Bryce. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, we're, we're glad to have you. And, and first up, we, we, we got to hear uh, just how you and your family are doing, uh, you know, with the, the quarantine and everything that's been, been going on the, these last couple of months. Uh, well, it's been a, a nice time at home, actually. It's a rare, rarefied air for a pro golfer to get so much time uh, with the break. So, We've been at our home in Florida, my wife and I. Uh, we're expecting our first child in about a month. Oh, man. So we are have been uh, just preparing and getting the nursery ready, doing little jobs around the house. Uh, the golf course I practiced at opened up almost two weeks ago. Getting back to work a little bit. Wow. Well, so as far as, we'll talk about the baby for sure. 
uh, from a golf standpoint. So had you not been playing at all then up until a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I, I hadn't played since the uh, Thursday of the Players' Championship, which was in Mar- early, whatever, mid-March, early March. So I had about six and a half weeks without touching the club. Wow. When's the last time you've gone that long, or have you ever gone that long? Uh, I'd have to rack my brain here, but probably probably, and uh, it wasn't till since – Really, I started playing, wow. like really started playing, um, that it's been that long. Yeah, so what, what was that like then, not, not being out on the course and you know, just you're so used to that, that rhythm of the, the, the golf life and, and tournaments and all that? What, what has that kind of been like just, yeah, just mentally and just kind of not being used to, to that kind of setup? Well, it was an adjustment for sure. I, 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 I didn't really know what to do myself, with myself for the first couple of weeks at home uh i i we didn't know how long the break would be so i was sort of just preparing for three weeks off and i thought i'll just i won't touch the clubs because it's a welcome break i had played like eight eight to ten weeks to start the year oh wow or something like that i was just enjoying not not having any tournaments to play and then uh they closed the beach here they uh, extended the delay of tournaments so i was just like what do i do at home like i there there was only so much i could think to do (laughs) and i i sort of got into a routine of reading sleeping in in the mornings doing a little reading and praying setting up my day and then like by lunchtime it was like trying to fill the day with something other than netflix (laughs) um so started working out really just hanging out at the house yeah i mean well like, like you say i mean this, this isn't a, a normal thing for you to have this this downtime and and so has there been uh i don't know any moments or just the experience of of being home with, with your wife especially during this time that that you'll you'll look back with about to have a baby that you'll look back in in kind of thankfulness for this experience and, and i know there's so many negative aspects to what's going on but just for you just some of the, the the positive i don't know memories or aspects that you'll be able to have one thing uh is certainly a, a new appreciation for work mm. i think i was i i maybe was overworking uh but just i was in this place where it was just normal to to push and play a lot and I found myself really enjoying the time at home after I kind of settled down. So I think, um, but in that I, I long to do something like to, uh, to be active in pursuing something and working towards something. So I think I, I learned the, to appreciate work and just that it's, it's a gift, even though it's challenging and it's not fun all the time. It, it truly is something good in our lives. So that's that's one thing, and um, secondly, just slowing down. Like the life without golf kind of made me think. All right, if what what's my life look like without this game? Mm. And uh, golf's been a huge part of my life for so long. It was kind of like a, a sneak peek into retirement. All right, what do I do if if golf is off the table? And uh, yeah, those are some big questions I had to kind of start to think about and uh, I wish I had concrete answers but I think 
uh, I can say confidently I'm thankful that I am going to get to be playing golf here again soon. And that's right. Yeah. I hope that when the time for retirement comes, I'll, I'll be more prepared. <laughs> no, that that's great. Well, uh, we'll talk about golf coming back here soon. Um, but you mentioned, you know, having more opportunities maybe to, to read or at least, you know, start your day with, with reading anything in particular. What, what can you share as far as what you've been reading and even from a, a biblical perspective as well, anything that you can share? Yeah. Well, uh, one of my, one thing that had been kind of on my mind and heart for a while was learning how to pray. Mm. Um, and really, trying to balance like and understand prayer. And so I started to read this book, uh, two books on prayer, uh, one by um, Eugene Peterson and another one by Ben Patterson. Mm. Um, and one, and the second one I mentioned um, by Ben Patterson is, is praying through the Psalms. It's probably got 75, probably half of the Psalms and it's a little devotional. And then it sort of, breaks up the Psalms into chunks of things to be prayerful about. So instead of just sitting in a chair and saying, Oh, what should I pray about today? It has given me a little bit of structure to where I can, I can be praying through God's word, which I know is never going to be wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just has opened uh, really opened my eyes to align, to get me aligned with what does God really want? not what does Cameron want. And um, I've, I noticed a lot of these things in the Psalms that we're praying for have nothing to do with me. Mm. Um, it's very others focused. It's about, you know, with coronavirus and all the sickness, uh, there's tons of references to being surrounded by enemies and people trying to take your life. And, you know, we don't experience that most of us don't experience that kind of persecution um, on a daily basis um, or, or ever. Um, but the, the, rea- the, the deeper reality that there, this virus has become an enemy and it has surrounded us. And uh, we try as we may, we're still struggling to have any kind of victory against it. And so uh, it, it pushes me. Uh, closer to the Lord, closer to seeking Him and depending upon Him, because this is uh, well beyond anything we can control. No, that's awesome to hear, and uh, it's interesting. I'm actually reading a book about praying right now. Uh, I'm in a mentor group, and we're going through a book called A Praying Life by Paul Miller, Uh, and it's been great and challenging for me, too, and I've been following Jesus for a while, but it's always great to just get back to some of the basics and, and figure out, okay, why am I praying? What am I praying about? What am I uh, maybe getting caught up in that that's not of the Lord or, a, you know, a biblical perspective on it? So uh, it's been great and challenging for me, too. So cool to hear, uh, especially going through the Psalms. That would, What a great way to kind of give you that structure for prayer. Um, and, and to continue that, too, just for, for you, you mentioned, okay, you know, there's plenty to pray about right now with the virus and all of that. How has your perspective on kind of what's going on in the world, you know, really been influenced by your faith? And even as you're maybe talking with people or you, you know, you, you listen to the news or whatever, how has your faith kind of grounded you and, and given you perspective during this time? Because so many people are searching, wondering, wrestling 
where where have kind of you been at just with, with your own spiritual journey through this this whole process yeah well uh one thing that that sort of I mean, we don't watch the news anymore uh but <laughs> one thing when we the first week or so when we were when we were it was there was all this panic and all this mayhem and and all the attention was on a cure and a vaccine and it still is very much on a vaccine you we've really seen you know the the value of human life like people really uh you know that's what they want to avoid everyone's trying to avoid death underneath that we know we will all die at some day we will all face judgment i've just been comforted in the fact that you know i've been praying for a vaccine and for for a cure and safety of everyone but really there there's a much larger uh need for people and that's to be made right with god not just to avoid the coronavirus because even if you get the vaccine you're still going to die someday right. and uh and so i guess my my heart has been that uh, people would not put their hope in in this cure but in in god mm-hmm. and um really the the craze that uh, people are experiencing you know most of those people you know there's there's a lot of fear about death and it's given me peace to know you know that my my faith is built upon Jesus and his life and not in um not in my own doing and i've just really kind of thought that my heart has grown to uh to share the gospel and to be even more evangelical mm-hmm. uh to share the hope that we have um as believers as as those who know and are walking with the lord like yeah, we're none of us want to die either, but we know ultimately that if we die, we're just we're passing through to you know, eternity with our Maker. Mm. Um, and I, I I so desperately want the that peace that that I experience have been experiencing to to go out to to others, you know, people who are afraid right now, mm. um, people who are hurting. So good, man. No, I, I appreciate that and love that that perspective. And and there, yeah, there really is a difference right now for those that are placing their hope and and find their peace in Jesus, and versus getting caught up in the fear and the worry. And you know, it's a it's a daily battle for for all of us. But but thankfully, we have that that foundation that we rely on uh, to to be able to yeah see through the craziness and and see Jesus, and that that gives us the the hope and the peace and the joy that we need. Uh, during a, a challenging time, for sure. Um, well, for you, you, you mentioned uh, your your wife being pregnant. You're a month away, man. Congrats! Exciting. Uh, it's an awesome time. I I was where you are a year ago because I've got a nine month old. So um, what what? Awesome. Ha- yeah. So I'm I'm on the other side of it and and know uh, the pregnancy craziness of of all that goes into getting ready and preparing and all that. So so how how are you feeling a, a month out and what what are kind of your your thoughts uh on fatherhood uh now that you're you're so close to experiencing it fully i'd say the 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 emotion i've got right now is just excitement um i think we we've we're read all the books we're we're taking the class we're uh we've done all the prep and i know we'll never be fully prepared but 
just excited to uh, to see her and meet her. You know, we've uh, my wife; she's been kicking a ton, and uh, so I've felt her from the outside, and my wife, you know, a little more intimately uh, knowing her. But just just excited for the day to come. Uh, although, you know, we are cherishing our quiet evenings and <laughs> all of that right now. But uh, I'd say we're just we're excited. Um, my thoughts on parenthood. I mean. I thank you figure it out as you go. I hear you. No, that's exactly right. And uh yeah, soak in the the final nights that you have together cuz it's crazy. Even I, I'm nine months in. I, I, it's hard for me to even think back. Wait, what was life like when it was just the two of us? It's just it happened so quickly and and every night becomes uh you know, so focused on bedtime, bath time, all that kind of stuff. So, but it's awesome. It's a it's a joy and I'm I'm absolutely loving fatherhood. So, you'll have a blast. So, the excitement is is definitely uh the right emotion for sure. The other thing too, I I was telling another buddy who's about to have a a baby here soon. We 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 don't have the answers. Like we can't figure it all out. We don't know anything going in. We can take the classes and feel a little bit more comfortable, but it really is learning as you go and and there's a freedom in that and, and a fun to try and a fun aspect to it trying to figure it out uh kind of one day at a time because as soon as you think you've got to figure it out then she changes and all of a sudden wait i thought i thought i was supposed to you know change her diaper this way now all of a sudden you got a new diaper because she's a different size it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's quite the adventure so i'm in the middle of that right now i can't figure out the latest diaper it's 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 too challenging so i thought i had it down um but, but yeah, no. we, we've got all the, the clothes and oh, you got to buy, don't buy newborn stuff because you don't know how fast they'll grow, how big they'll be. And like same with the diapers. And it's like there's so much to try and learn. <laughs> um, it's like, eh, just take it as it comes and, you know, give yourself some grace in it. Lots of grace, that's for sure. And uh, my one other uh, word of advice, and you probably don't have much control over this, I've realized that the the uh, outfits that have buttons or snaps are a nightmare. So you got to stick to the zippers. Zippers are key. Yeah, we had heard we have heard that. <laughs> We've heard that. Oh, good. All right. So you're aware of it. I I've been in the trenches with the uh, the snaps one too many nights and. Uh, now I, I've, I've tried to make sure people are aware of that. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. yeah, you got to turn the light on, uh, wake them up, and yeah, you got to you got to remove any obstacles that you can. So, but no, that's awesome, man. Really excited, and 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 it you know seems from a golf perspective, we're, we're turning the corner, and and you know even courses opening up and all that sort of thing. We've got some some tournaments at least on the schedule as of now. And so for you. What is your first event back? What what are you kind of anticipating with the return of actually getting back on tour? Yeah, I'd say it uh it really depends when when our daughter comes. Right now I'm I'm not putting anything in in pen on the schedule, nice. but if she's if she's on time, I'd expect to be home a couple weeks and then go play. Cool. Uh so given she's due mid-June, uh, we're, we're hoping she comes a couple weeks early. That way, I can get back to playing uh, maybe at Hilton Head, which is the second second event back. Gotcha. Oh yeah, it's always a good one. Yeah, cause, yeah. Even for me, as I think back, I wish I would have stayed home a little bit longer than I did. I stayed uh, kind of a couple weeks, but I was ready to get, you know get back to work. But then it's like, oh man, it's such a special time. So it's it's a tricky thing, but you'll uh, you'll be able to navigate that. But. The good news is you'll uh, you'll you'll be home uh, there for a little while and, and then get back out on the course. 
And and one of the, you know, of course, the, the big conversations is tournaments without fans, limited fans. As a as a golfer, you know, so many days you're out there just playing golf by yourself and, and there are no fans. And then you go on tour, you go to a tournament, there are fans. So what is that dynamic like for you as a player hearing fans knowing fans like how does it affect you and and what would it be like to have less fans out there or no fans at all i mean honestly i play without fans most of the time yeah yeah um unless you're a marquee you know top player like there really aren't that many galleries so like most of your round it's you your caddies the standard bear and like maybe your wife or a parent or something. Yep. So I'm, I'm fairly used to, you know, not a lack of gallery, big galleries, uh, but it'll be, it'll be strange. Um, <clears throat> it'll be quiet. I think that'll be the thing. You, uh, you know, usually you can hear, you've got people in the hospitality tents and um, you know, crowds on 18 and first tee. So with no one, uh, it'll, I think it'll feel anticlimactic. Hmm. Uh, unless you're in the hunt on Sunday, I think it'll just kind of feel like you're playing a pre- you know, around with your buddies at home. There is something just about you, you're watching and you're seeing fans walk around and it creates an environment. So it's going to be even weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that. I mean. Like as the masters, those over the views of uh, the seas of people, you know, that just creates excitement. For the, I mean, when I watch, I think, oh, look at all those people. They're ten deep. That's so cool. You know, you, it's it's it, it does add even to the person at home. Yeah, it, it does. It's it's interesting. So yeah, I don't know what it's gonna be like not seeing that. So it'll be wild. Well, speaking of the Masters, what what are your thoughts on the fact that it's gonna be in November, or at least we hope it's gonna be in November? Yeah, it'll, it'll again. Like, there's so many uh, new new. Uh, leaves to turn over here with with the schedule being different and i mean i think it'll be uh it'll be a historic masters for sure uh, uh, typically it would be a dormant yellow grass um yeah it won't be the lush green but it's augusta national so they probably have some way of keeping the grass green 12 months a year up yeah. their sleeve but yeah i'm curious to see uh what it'll be like it'll definitely uh play different the weather will be different and it'll be much uh ho- probably much colder um oh, so yeah. the the golf course will play longer mm. which will it's already long uh it will only help uh and the the big big guns big bombers but well, uh yeah it'll be a, it'll be fun yeah, no, yeah. Again, fat, fascinating to see. And and so you, you mentioned the the big bombers, and and I was reading a little bit about your uh, kind of change in your game, and and you've been able to improve your club head speed. So 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 take us in kind of what what took place and how this is affecting your game, and are, are you are you feeling still positive just about that kind of aspect that that you've been able to to work on? Yeah, well, I started working with a new coach. Um, kind of in the middle of 2018 and we didn't specifically work on trying to hit it further, but it's been the byproduct of using my body more efficiently, uh, swinging more freely, uh, really just kind of 
getting rid of the inhibitors in my in my swing mm-hmm. inhibitors meaning the doubts the uh trying to be too careful mm. trying to be too perfect uh with technique so I, i've started to get more comfortable with where my swing is at and then when i when i get out on the golf course i feel like i have a lot more control so i don't need to try and control it mm. I, i'm gonna play my best golf if i am really focusing on my target my routine i can live with a shot or two that's a little bit offline, but really being staying committed to being free. Uh, I think that's what all all golfers fight that mm. tendency to want to steer it off the tee and make the perfect putting stroke. And uh, it's easy to get in your head in golf. And I think getting out of your head, enjoying the game in a way where you you can swing freely for me has made all the difference. I still feel good about the progress I'm making. I think I'm still going in the right direction and I'm excited to uh, to get back playing. I'm terribly rusty yeah. after this time off. It's been, been great uh, rest for my body, mm. being able to recover. Like, like I was saying, I probably haven't gone that long without hitting a shot in a lot of years. So really just let the body kind of heal and uh, something that isn't talked a whole lot about, but we play 40 something weeks a year. So we don't have big breaks and our bodies just get pounded. So I think with a, you know, once I get, I'm starting to find a little bit of a groove now in in my practice, but I came out of the, out of the gates uh, pretty rusty. What, what what does that look like for you when you are rusty? Like, what what do you miss when you're not playing all the time? Because, like, for me, I only play once a year, a couple times a year, so I'm always rusty, so I always play rusty. So what does that, what does that look like for you? Just fundamentals. Like, I'll come back and my, I'll, I'll have my weight kind of off. I'll have my, my grip will feel a little weird. Hmm. Uh, I will, I'll ha- I won't have the feel and the touch yeah. around the greens. So like I, I still make solid contact with my shots, like chipping, but I misjudge where I'm supposed to land it or I, I'm, I miss my spot more often. So it's more gauging a feel for, it's more that like feel, like how to, if I make this much energy, in the swing, the ball will go this far and that's been off. Hmm. I think I'll make this, I make this much energy. I think it'll go 10 yards. It only goes five. And then I, and then I correct and then it goes 15 instead of 10. And then it's really just getting comfortable and relearning how far, um, how much energy produces, what kind of a shot. Yeah. Well, then you you figure your body's rested, which you're normally not playing with such a rested body. And so you got to kind of work those muscles back into playing shape and all that too. So it's, that, that's going to be quite the transition for you and all the other guys get, getting back in the yeah. swing of things. Uh, yeah. Another thing that was uh, just the, the speed, like, like you mentioned, I, I had the speed of my swing um, after the time off, it feels uh, slower. Just the, my muscles aren't firing uh, in sequence like they were like they do when I've 
played regularly and it's just a little bit takes a little time to get everything in in line yeah no it makes sense gosh <laughs> so well you'll you'll have uh, at least a, a few weeks and then uh some some time to catch your breath and enjoy your your new baby and you said it's a girl right yep it's a girl awesome so you'll you'll be able to Catch your breath and then get back on, on tour this uh, this summer, hopefully, and, and we'll start seeing some golf again, which is great for us as, as fans. But Cameron, man, excited for you. Uh, so thankful that, that you guys can experience uh, pregnancy and, 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 and pray and trust that, that everything will go well with the delivery and uh, that you'll, uh, you'll be able to soak, soak in the experience. So uh, great catching up with Thank you. you. Excited to, to watch you again and, uh, and glad to, to always have you here on Unpacking It. You got it. Thank you, Bryce. Awesome. There's Cameron Tringali joining us here on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And we're back in studio to unpack the conversation we just had with Cameron Tringali. And what a cool guy. Love having him on the show. Thankful he came back on with us and to catch up with him. And excited for him becoming a new new dad. I was going through that last year. So it's a, it's a fun and wild and crazy time. Uh, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how it affects his golf game and just kind of his perspective on golf too. Because uh, becoming a dad can, can change a lot of things. That's for sure. Well, my big takeaway from the conversation is the fact that he's been reading through a book on Psalms and kind of going through prayers based on the Psalms and, and, and love that. And like I shared, I've been going through this, this book as well uh, about prayer called The Praying Life, and I'm in a, a small group, a mentor group, and we've been going through that book and, and had a, a conversation actually this week uh, about the book and Prayer is a challenging yet simple and easy thing. Like it's it's both. It's so complex because we're we're talking to and listening to the God of the universe, yet he's personal and involved and cares about us and I believe he cares about the little details and we can pray small prayers about small things and we can also pray about big things and we can pray big prayers, bold prayers. I think too the idea that it's not always about even answered prayers or us trying to change God's mind. It's about us changing through the process of prayer. Because as we pray, we surrender. We, we give it to God. We trust Him. We, we let go of our trying to control things and say, Lord, Your will be done. I trust You. Here are my desires. Here's what I'm wrestling with. Here's what I'm struggling with. Here's what I think I, I, I want. But Lord, I, I want You to show me what's best. And and you know think about how many times you've you can think back on prayers that went unanswered or they 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 went a different direction and you're so thankful that they did. And and then there's sometimes where we go, "Oh, that's an unanswered prayer. It doesn't make sense. I don't get it." And we may not understand until later on or ultimately until we get to heaven. But we have to let go of that arrogance and that control to trust that the God of the universe who loves us deeply knows what to do. But that process of praying, the, the communication with the Lord, it sets our heart in the right place and our mind in the right place, and it draws us you know, just closer to the understanding of God and His character and closer to the, you know, the, Him as a, 
as a person in, in Jesus. And it's, it's, it's complicated and it's complex. And um, it's, it's the Holy Spirit praying on our behalf. And, and so it is so complex that it's important that we study Scripture on prayer. We read things like the Psalms. We read other books about, about prayer, get different perspectives, uh, how people have experienced prayer in their own life. And and so I've seen God move in incredible ways through prayer. I absolutely believe in God. I believe in prayer, and I believe we need it really moment by moment, continuously, and maybe it's small prayers, short prayers, and then we need that that concentrated time where it's silent and we're just focused on speaking to God and listening to Him in, in communication and prayer. Sometimes it needs to be formal, or sometimes maybe we need to follow a method, and there's, there's times for that, but then I think there's times, too, where we just need to have the freedom to talk to our loving Father who, who invites us in, who, who gives us access to Him through Jesus. Um, and so it's a wonderful opportunity for us that we have to pray, and, and we have to, yeah, just think about it, improve, work on it, and, and, and trust the process of prayer that it's changing us from the inside out um, as, we, as we seek the Lord and, and share our heart with Him. It's incredible how then our heart becomes more like Him, and, and we understand His heart. And, and so it's just uh, it's an, it's incredible. It's supernatural. It's hard to always explain. But my encouragement to us today is find a book on prayer, study some different verses on prayer, and, and just pray. Just go for it. I think sometimes we're like, oh, should I pray about that? Just yes, pray, pray. Let the Lord, he'll, he'll reveal himself. He'll help you figure it out. It's just taking that step toward him. As long as we're taking steps toward him, that's the, uh, that's the gift that we have that we're able to do that. So uh, cool for, for Cameron to share a little bit about uh, what he's, he's learning and, and all that he's experiencing right now, becoming a dad. So loved having him on. Thank you for listening today. As always, I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. Check out unpackingit.com. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.